We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. That's where we're starting. So my cousin, my cousin in Jamaica has a, had a friend who was up here who um, was up here for a conference or something. And she texted me and implored me, please, can you send me some Lindor chocolate? Because I had brought her Lindor chocolate before. So I went to the friggin' Lindor store. I sat outside and waited for them to open because this was the last day this I had. This was the other day. Was this it? was just the other day. Yeah. And they have like 100 pieces. They know exactly how much it weighs. They don't expect you to count it. This is the Lindor outlet, right? Yes. yes. Oh, the one up Mark Road? Yeah. Markham and Finch. Yeah. I am so grateful. I actually put in my little gratitude box that it's in my neighborhood. <laughs> My doctor? That's where my doctor's office used to be. So, I need you to slip over there. I'm fucked. Oh. And, I mean, they always greet you with their little sample box. Hi there. Yes. Can I interest you? Yes. You can. It's like, here's a bit of cocaine. Come on in. See what else we have. <laughs> and I bought a whole thing. And then I had, I don't remember what I had that day, but I left it in the car. And even though it was in a, a hot day outside... It was hot enough that the car was hot. So, you know, even if it's like 15 degrees outside, if your car's sitting in the sun, it's warm in the car. So I got, I, I picked it up. I got back in the car and I picked it up to go deliver it to the hotel. And, and I felt my fingers sink into oh, all of And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Don't touch it. So yeah, I just left it on the floor. I turned the air conditioning on full blast on floor to drive to the hotel to drop it off to see if they would firm up a little bit before I dropped them off because there was no way I was going to pay. It was almost like freaking $40 oh, yeah. for this big bag of chocolate and brought them there for her. And they were okay. They were still, I said, don't squeeze them because as much as you <laughs> might want to like fondle the bag of chocolates, just leave them alone and, um, and they'll be okay. But they made it all the way there because she messaged me and everybody was there you know, with their mouth full, huh? <laughs> Thank you so much for sending all this chocolate. And chocolate just does, when you get like a mouthful of delicious chocolate, mm-hmm. like one of life's great pleasures besides coffee. What's your favorite Lindo chocolate? Oh, this sea salt caramel. Yes, oh, very nice. My God, that is the best. Yeah, I can eat that anytime. Yeah. How about you, Kim? Do you have a favorite Lindor? I'm just not really a fan of Lindor chocolate. No, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. I love it. You know what I love when at Christmas time they have the Lindor ads and stuff, and they have this woman in a cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere, and she's in, you know, she weighs like maybe 90 pounds, and she's blonde and wearing her big, you know, sea sweater, oh, and she's eating her little chocolate. And she takes a tiny little nibble of it. I'm like, what, what the fucking thing in your mouth? Chocolate yeah. like that. <laughs> that, like that one that's somebody should, totally unrealistic somebody should tan. me eating Lindor chocolate. Because you know they're those. <laughs> before, like, I've stuffed one in my mouth. I'm opening the other one already. Just so it's waiting right there. So you swallow one and pop another one in. That's how you Fill eat chocolate. Fill the mouth. Yes. 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 Cool. Just like we tell... The breastfeeding mom, make sure the baby's mouth is full of breast. Yeah. Right. Make sure your mouth is always full of chocolate. <laughs> Don't ever let there be a pause in between. One should be melting as the other is going in. That's right. Yes. 
So hello! So this is a chocolate podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Diabetes Network. <laughs> How to raise your blood sugar. There's I a room. enjoy doing it. <laughs> yes! I feel no guilt whatsoever. Living your best chocolate life. Oh. This is the Pragmatic Doulas. Yes. We started, we started recording. Is, um, we started recording before we did the official... Thing. Oh, we were ready. Because um, chocolate matters. Chocolate discussions matter. <laughs> Should be writing these down. Yeah. Uh, so this is episode tw- 21. And we are having a spotlight on Kimberly. Yes, we What's are. What's your middle name? What's my middle name? Yeah. Come oh, on. Francis. 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 Kimberly Francis Healy. Fernandez, this is a big mouthful of names for such a small I person. Use, I don't need to <laughs> You do not, uh, you do not uh, need to have all those many names. No, I, I dropped the Healy. Did you legally drop the Healy when you got married? Like, or did you like, add Fernandez or no? All my no Healy is my last name. Right, that's your birth. Um, that's your birth, birth name. name. That's what's on my birth certificate. Okay, but all my legal documentation is Fernandez. Fernandez okay. only. <coughs> Yeah. So when you do that, so let's let's just dive into this deep dive into Kim's life shenanigans. <laughs> when you do that, because just, I didn't just, do that. I'm scared. She's very scared. She's worried about the things we're going to ask her to say and do. When you do take your, your partner's last name on marriage, do you have to drop your other name? No. Or, or like, what are the options? You can, Or you can do anything you want. Do anything you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to. So I am. Everyone knows me as Stephanie Alouche. Kim, you would know me as Stephanie Ross because you knew me before I was an Alouche. But um, she says that I really don't remember her. She doesn't. That's hilarious. We worked at the same fucking store in the we went to the same high school. <laughs> and she would scowl at me when yeah. we were working together. Um, oh, you remember scowl? That? It was resting bitch face. It was just I, a normal. I just assumed it was about me. Obviously, <laughs> you know what's the way I always look. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> damn it! I have. That's why I'm still single? Alouche. But um, I what I did what they call assuming it. I assumed my last name, and because mm-hmm. I'm married to Roger, I'm allowed to assume it. But oh. all of my documentation. Mm-hmm. All my legal stuff, my passport, all of that shit is still Stephanie Ross. Even our joint oh. account is still Stephanie Ross. Oh. oh, so you can you can just say this is my last name. You don't yeah. have to actually do all the paperwork and pay the money to change it. Correct. Oh. My my okay. one of my cousins, she'd been divorced so many times. She just instead of going back to her maiden name or keeping any of her divorce names, she just picked a whole brand new, new name. name. Yep. yep. Just went with that. I love it. Reinvent your whole damn self if yep. you need to. Now you've been divorced, so you're married to Roger now, but this is your second marriage. Did you take your first husband's last name? No, Alex and I never made it to the altar. Oh, what? Yeah. But okay. this is not hold Stephanie's on. question this and is, answer day. This is Secrets Revealed podcast. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. But again, we were common law married, so we were all. I said, I oh, like I'm slightly disappointed. I don't care. I had three kids before. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we did it on purpose. Like after we had Kira, we were planning to get married, and then we said, "Well, do we want to get married, or we do, and take the time to do that, or do we want to have another kid first? So we wanted oh. the kids closer together. So we decided okay. to have Xander first. That's true. Now I'm thinking about it. You you've never Kim's talked about her wedding and all of that stuff, and you've never talked about 
a no. wedding with yeah she's only the only talked about your did you know that? i have the dress you referred to alex as your husband yeah. so i always referred to him as my husband like what, before oh. the wedding we had, so i just assumed i guess i just assumed also mm. you know what that means you make an ass out of you and me mm-hmm. so but, why have you decided to keep fernandez and not go back to your birth name after your I divorced. Spent, I'm not divorced. Separated. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I had this name for 20 years. Why would I? Why would I suddenly give it up? I've also been published under this name. Mm-hmm. Um, all my yeah, all yeah. my documentation was under this name. Yeah, my bank yeah. accounts are under this name. Yeah. My kids have this last name. Yeah. Raging pain in the ass. Yeah. To, to change it. Yeah. So I didn't see a point of it. I mean, I tried it a, a little bit out on Facebook and stuff, you know, but. It's like no, this is me. Like this is you feel this is like my name, Kimberly Fernandez. Yeah, this is my name. I don't yeah. care who else's name it is. Mm-hmm. It's my name. Yeah. So Got whatever. It. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like it too. I like all. I love everybody's stories because there's always a different story for people in that situation. Well, what about you, Suzanne? When you got married, did you? Nope. nope. I've always been Suzanne Lim, and I will always be Suzanne Lim, no matter what guy comes into my life. It was a big bone of contention between my husband and I went before we got married and during our marriage and I refused to change my last name. I didn't have, I know people have reasons which I understand and respect for um, changing their name. <clears throat> I didn't have any of those reasons and outside of those reasons, what's the reason? <laughs> so I said, nope, I'm actually happy having the, with the kids having your last name. I know some people feel strongly about kids having both parents' last name. I didn't feel strongly about that. So let the kids have your last name. And it turns out that he was okay with them having hyphenated last names, which I feel nothing about. But I kept um, my birth name, and uh, yeah, that's just just who you are. Yeah. You're Suzanne Lim. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Cool. Yeah. What else have we got? What else do you want to know about this pragmatic doula sitting over here? How tall are you? Five, four. We will not ask you any more measurement numbers. That's okay. <laughs> Good. Five, four. Because the answer is, fuck you. <laughs> five, four. Got That's it. actually probably five, three and a half, but we round Are you up. shrinking too? I no, shrunk. I'm not sure I've ever been five, four, but. Okay. I've, I've shrunk a little bit. I've always been like. Five five like, and I'm five four and a half. Mm-hmm. My mom is my mom is four eleven and a half. Four eleven and a half. Yeah, you got to get that in there. And she's actually shrinking too. And it's funny when my dad had his hip surgery, he actually got taller because they fucked it up a little bit. So he actually <laughs> gained uh, about an inch and a half. Wow, fascinating. Yeah, mm-hmm. tightened it all up while they were in there. No, they actually made one leg longer than the other. Oh. Unfortunately. <laughs> Right, <laughs> walking like a penguin. Yeah, yeah. Hip walk. Yep. Yeah. Jump and look. What Jump is your look. real hair color? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously it's, don't know. You've been married to Claire all for so long that you no longer know what it feels like. It's it's a dark brown, um, and gray, um, but. There's definitely red in it mm-hmm. because no matter what With color. With a chestnut kind of brown or like highlights of chestnut? Almost like a really dark brown auburn. Okay. That's no what matter I No matter what hair color I buy, 
it always turns out this color. It always goes back to sort of reddish, yeah, reddish brown. No matter what I do, it always becomes red. It matches your eyes almost, right? Mm. Almost like it, so does your hair color. So, mm. so does mine, I guess. Yeah, it's same hair color, same eye color. My grandmother, my great grandmother. Actually, I think my grandmother too. My so my grandmother, my great grand, my granny. Um, they were both auburn. Mm. Had red hair, like red, not a ginger, but red. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. What's your natural hair color? Like that? The same. same. Yeah. This is this Rough is hair? this is my winter hair. Roots. <laughs> in the roots. And then when you get to summer, you get this. So that is actually that's not color. That's your real. I've I haven't colored my hair in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did cut it recently though. Finally. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that little self care bit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I went eventually got my hair cut, but um, no, I go out and I get out in the sun. And we, when we went to Jamaica, oh my goodness, my hair really you, it soaks up the well, sun. That's what this is. This it's is like old stunning. Jamaica hair, right okay. here. Excellent. <laughs> that's a little reminder hair. of your vacation time. That's right. I just keep it close to me. Mm -hmm. Want to go back to Jamaica? Mm -hmm. Don't we all? Mm -hmm. I was sitting in my chair the other day, and a breeze kind of wafted through the window, and I had this wave of of homesickness come over me. That happens randomly out of the blue sometimes. Something about how the how the breeze smelled or something. I don't know why, but it reminded me of that little tiny spot in Jamaica where my family's from. So and I said, I'm not going. The next trip I take, I'm not, it's not going to be Jamaica. Damn it! There are other places in the world that I need to see. But this is what happens. I feel like I'm starting to feel that way again. Even the though pull. I, the pull to home. go back home and put your feet in the soil and smell that smell that I smelled through my window. Yeah, it's the inner life of the immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> One of my questions for you, Kim, was about traveling. Where was your favorite childhood vacation? Ooh. We didn't travel as when I was a child, but like just somewhere you went in the summer <clears throat> that you really enjoyed with your family. Well, I mean. We, when I was little, we traveled quite a bit, like before the age of eight. Um, we camped, so we camped all up and down the East Coast in nice. a, oh, really? In a, in a tent trailer. Along the East Coast, like Nova Scotia, East Coast? All the way from Nova Scotia, all of PEI, all of that, all the oh, way I down to. Oh, I didn't know that, because that's one Carolinas. of my favorite things. <clears throat> oh, down into the States, even. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but once we got the cottage, we didn't travel anymore. We didn't go anywhere because we had the cottage. We didn't have to go anywhere for summer vacation. So that's kind of where, and I loved it there. The cottage I, or the camping? The cottage. Yeah. I loved it there. I'm, I know there, I know it needed to go. I know my mom couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't handle owning it. My brother couldn't handle owning it. Um, and I know it had to go, but it always felt like if the shit hit the fan, you always had somewhere to go. If yeah. you had to run away, you had somewhere to go. Mm -hmm. But you when it get away, when it got sold, there was nowhere else to run. Mm -hmm. You had to stay in. I think I remember that. That was not too long ago that you sold that cottage, right? It was a few years. Five it's probably years been ago. about five, six years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember you mentioning it. And talking about it, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, mm -hmm. still breaks my heart. They rented out actually. They haven't changed it at all. The people that bought it. 
fucking expensive to rent. Um, oh, yes. But, and we were going to do it. We were going to rent it, actually, um, last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom's like, I don't know if I can. I'm like, what the fuck? It just, it's, just go. Just go and have the reminiscing of it and then not worry about paying the fucking taxes afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we didn't end up doing that, so. And I don't think we ever will. Keep the memories the way they are. Yeah. I think that's totally relatable. You're talking about nostalgia back being pulled back to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But that's where you think of family, I guess, and being raised in the cottage, you know, that's the center of family. Mm-hmm. I still stalk my grandparents home on Reedmont at Kennedy and Shepherd. Oh no. I still drive by you drive by there. Yes mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. And because it's home and I feel this need to go back there every once in a while. Even just to look at it. Because you can't it's not like you can go in there and lie down on the floor no. and soak up the feelings from no. yesteryear. You you, you drive that, slowly that past. That would be illegal. <laughs> yes. I'm sure they would not like to find me there. It's already <laughs> weird enough that you're slowly, slowly driving past <laughs> these people's houses. I do that all the time. Yeah, in the house where my last baby was born, where I lived when I was married. Do that all the time. Love that house. Everybody loved that house. And when we saw that it went up for sale, my ex-husband and I, and I think one of the kids came with us, we went to the house to pretended we were interested in buying it <laughs> at an open house. And I thought, no, I won't be able to do it. I'm going to be overcome and yeah. with emotion and whatever. I mean, like... One of my babies was born in there. My cousin's baby was born downstairs, and I right. thought, no, I won't be able to handle it. Um, but they had changed it so much that right. it no longer felt like our house. Except way up in the attic, there was still this little my, – my son had written in white paint on sort of like the door jam in the attic door, mm-hmm. Chris Rocks. <laughs> it was still there. That was the one thing that was still there from us. And I remember that. I mean, we also shoved a lot of shit in the in behind the the drywall when we renovated. So in 50 years, when somebody knocks down those walls to do more renovations, they're gonna see us there. Yeah. We put we deliberately put like a time capsule in there. Um, but they changed the house so much it didn't feel like our house anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that's not traveling. We were talking about traveling. But we didn't travel. We didn't travel. Yeah. We only went to New York, Montreal, when I was a kid anyways. Mm-hmm. And I loved going to New York. I thought it was the coolest place ever. Just because everything was so big and shiny. And- well, it wasn't even that. We didn't do any of the touristy things in oh, New okay. York. We just went to, like, my my cousins wherever they lived, whether it was Brooklyn or Queens or whatever. And I just – there was a vibe there that I loved. Um and that I still think about. I don't know if it's still when you watch TV shows set in New York, you know that you know what I mean, the like feel. that feel. Yeah. So I remember that, and I loved long drives. We would take long, long drives to New York or to Montreal, and I loved that as a kid. But we didn't go like Disney World and no Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the kids in my classroom would come back through March break, and they had gone like skiing and well, I guess we went to whatever. You did go to Scotland when you were a kid? Yeah. We went, um, what the hell grade was I in? I don't remember. I have the worst memory. Um, maybe four, five, something like that. Um, we went to go see my grandmother, but she died before we got there. Ooh, shit. Um, which is fine. She was a bitch. Um, I- <laughs> it was her time? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it was way past her time. Um, <clears throat> my dad's mom. 
so we went, me, my mom, and my aunt, and uh, when we got there, so we went, we actually rented a car, and we traveled from Scotland all the way down to the tip of England, like, just traveling, but we wanted to go to Ireland, and we were going to, um, but the IRA started back up again um, with some bombings and stuff, so I was like, I'm not going there. Um, so, okay, okay never mind. Um, but that was a good trip. It was weird. I don't really remember a whole lot about it, but it was interesting. We saw some relatives. I got to meet my granny, which was nice. Um, first and only time I ever met her. Um, your that would be your mother's mother. My grandmother's mother. Your gra oh, so your great grandma. Yeah, my granny. Mm. Um, a little potato woman. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I think that's really the only trip we actually took once we, once we kept the cottage because we couldn't afford to go anywhere else. Yeah, that's where your vacation money goes to keeping the cottage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what about a future vacation? Do you have like a dream? Hold on a second. Or Is, sorry, sorry. Is Jack supposed? He's pulling stuffing out of something. Yeah, yeah that's okay. That's the toy is dying. Yes. No problem. This mm -hmm. is him. Look at me. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Look, Whatever. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what was the question? Do you have a, I don't want to say dream or fantasy, because that means it's something that's like just never, ever going to happen. But if you could plan. If I had any money in my bank account whatssoever. Yes. If there was somewhere you could. If I had no more, I slice it, it's going to be a dream or okay. a fantasy. If I had more than $50 in my bank account mm -hmm. um, and didn't have to worry about feeding my kids on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Let's just look forward to re some retirement type idea. You get to go travel. Solo or with your kids, where would you go? Okay, my dream vacation because yeah. it's never going to happen. Sure, bring it up. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see Europe before it becomes decimated by war and all this other bullshit that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. I've been to England, that's fine, but I would like to go to, I'd like to see France, I'd like to see Italy. Um, I love history, so I'd like to go see, and I love architecture, so I'd love to go see those places mm -hmm. um and get a good take some tours and eat some pasta and <laughs> get some french food um bread. but yeah well i need bread, bread here. over there um but yeah i mean it would be nice but certainly not gonna if i if i don't do it i'm not gonna die feeling like i missed out it's just it would be nice but Unfortunately, but what life has handed to me is not going to, will not sort of probably facilitate that unless I'm in the lottery. Mm -hmm. So, where about you? Where are you going? Let's say you, you called up the radio station and you are <laughs> caller number 117, <laughs> definitely a luge, and you get a dream trip of a lifetime. Where are you going? There is nowhere I don't want to go. I. Where would I go? Where would I go? Like, yeah, quite literally. If or if I okay, if I only had one more trip to take, if I had one trip to take, and it's a month long, a month long trip to take. Yeah. Where would I go? I would probably go to. I also would go through Europe. I'd probably go top to bottom through Europe. Um. I want to go to New Zealand. I want to go to Australia. I want to go so many. Like, I really, yes. there's nowhere I don't want to put my yes. feet yeah. and to learn about yeah. myself. That's my that's my thing. Yes, yeah, so it's really hard. I think I would want to go there, too, because I would want to. 
I would I would love to go back and see where my grandparents were born and where my family is from and stuff like that. Um, my aunt has already done so much of the legwork on my mom's side. Like my aunt can go all the way back to like the 1400s with our fucking family. Hmm. Um, in some parts, she, she has really put the legwork in. So I think I would love to kind of follow that historical path and, and check yes. it out. Mm. But yeah, there's nowhere in the world where someone could say, "Hey, you want a trip here?" and I would be disappointed. It would. I'd love to just exactly. I like where, wherever, send me wherever you want. Throw a dart on the atlas, and I'd be there. Food. I want to go places that have really interesting food. I'm a fucking oh, I foodie. Don't. I love food. I love, I love food trying too, food everywhere. Mm, I I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love food too, but I I love what I love, and all the other things are big mysteries, and I'm scared about that. That's my one thing about traveling that makes me nervous. We're traveling to Asia next year, mm-hmm. and I'm very nervous. I'm, I might come back like totally skinny. You won't recognize me at all <laughs> because I might not eat anything while I'm there. I have um really strong food aversions. Yeah, aversions. That's the word. Um, to certain kinds of plant textures. spices and textures and things like that. So whatever. I'll just have to – there's always something I can eat. So I'll just, like, live off the one thing wherever we wherever we go. Yes. But I would – surprise, surprise. I would be torn between Africa and China. I would definitely want to do North Africa, West Africa. Well, East and South Africa, too. Yeah. <laughs> so so I don't know, plant I don't know how that – would work but I feel uh like a like that would be something that if if I had one trip left to make in my whole life then I would I would definitely do that Mm -hmm. or China um mostly like southeastern China because supposedly that's where my family who we don't know anything about would be from so I'd like to be able to see that there's nothing to trace because there's no records I would just want to go there but yeah, Australia, New Zealand. I want to go to the Amazon, the rainforest. Mm-hmm. I want to go in the Andes before Mountains gone. before that's gone. Sadly, um, I do want to go to um, England and France. I don't really feel the need to go to anywhere else in Europe. Mm-hmm. I, maybe England and France, maybe Spain and Portugal. Mm, that's about it. Maybe Iceland. Okay, I'm just gonna name all the countries <laughs> in the world now. So let me just stop. I'll just lay them all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in the meantime, we'll just read National Geographic. <laughs> do they still make that? Yeah, they do. Cool. Mm-hmm. Did you get an allowance as a kid, Kim? Oh, yeah. Yeah? How much? And what did you, you Yeah, how know. much and I what did you get? I remember how much. I remember how much I got. 25 cents. What? I got a quarter. After what? After my chores were done. A week? A week. After my what? chores were done on a Saturday Maureen! morning. Maureen! Come on. And then I could go over to the store and get my penny candy. Candy? And uh, some of the big feet. That's what I would get. Or I would save it up for a couple of weeks and get some scratch and sniff stickers. I yeah. supplemented my um, allowance by buying cigarettes for my mother. Um, oh, so she paid you for the, I got the to, I got to keep the change. I see. Yes. I was just, we had dinner with my uh, with my brother last on the weekend. <clears throat> and my brother was like, nope, that's it. I'm done. And my mother was like, the little shit wasn't going to buy my cigarettes anymore. She doesn't smoke anymore. But, um, and I'm like, I was, because <laughs> I got to keep the goddamn change and buy my, um, bottle of Coke, mm-hmm. glass, crack top. Yeah. Um, and a bag of Cheez Its. 
Oh, I loved Cheez-Its. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember when they had um, they had a contest one time? Cheez-Its and Coke had, so you would. I know what you're saying. You would crack the this. lid, and then you, you would, would peel the thing back, yeah. mm-hmm. and then with the Cheez-Its, you could see, see? and you, if it was a winner or not. Yeah, yeah. So literally that whole summer, didn't pay for any Cheez-Its or any Coke. Because you knew like, how- Mom, smoke more. Do you need me to go get you some more cigarettes? Yeah, no. Well, I didn't. We almost didn't need to because we kept winning with the Cheez-Its because you always knew which was the winner. They really didn't do that. They didn't plan that well. No, mm. they didn't. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember Cheez-Its. I mean, I remember the bag, but I don't remember ever eating them. My mom smoked large Demoyer Special Mild King mm-hmm. Size. Oh, my father smoked. Rothman's king size large. My dad smoked Rothman's yeah. too. Yeah, I used to go to the store or for Belvedere, him <laughs> and you know, buy a pack of Rothman's in a racing form, please. Because <laughs> <laughs> my dad was into horse racing, and he needed the racing form to work out his statistics or whatever the hell yeah. he did with it. And you go to the variety store, <clears throat> you could barely look over the counter and say, "A pack of Rothman's and a racing form, please." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slide the money over. And walk home with it. Yep. And then you had to, then they turned it in, you had to be 18. I was like, I'm going to have to get a job. There go, yeah, there was your side hustle. God damn it. Can I bring a note from my dad? <laughs> I remember junior high, like in grade seven, I used to get, grade six, grade seven, I used to get $3 a week, which was, you know, mm-hmm. that I would go to Town Country Mall in North York mm-hmm. and buy a record, whatever hit record, I had an extensive record collection, whatever hit record was on, um, what was it, CF, CFTR, yeah. <laughs> CFTR, top 10, whatever, top 7 at 7 or whatever, I'd buy a record and go to the movies. So I saw all the movies and had all the records that I liked with my with my That's $3 and still, and that, and I had enough money to pay for bus fare back and forth to town and country. Town After my chores. My mom would dole out the three bucks. <laughs> off I would go. Yeah. Cool. What's three dollars in nineteen seventy eight money to today's money? Six million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what about no idea? Mm-hmm. I got a birthday really, or I guess maybe not a birthday related question for you. What would you be doing if you were not doing birth work? <clears throat> I'd probably be working for the chemical company that I quit. Mm-hmm. Would have gone back. What were you doing at a chemical company? Like, what was your... I was making a fuck ton of money. Um, Number one. That's <laughs> um, those chemical companies are good for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked in their product costing department. I was Product a, costing. I, I was a manager, actually, in the product costing department. And, uh, yeah, making a boatload of money. We The company was a distributor, so they bought chemicals from other companies, mm-hmm. broke them down into smaller quantities to sell to smaller companies. Um, so my job was to create the pricing for those smaller quantities based on what it costs to bring it in. Mm. So, math. I can't imagine you doing anything else besides teaching classes and hauling babies and and <laughs> bathtubs and receiving bikes across busy streets to teach classes. I cannot. I'm trying so hard. Didn't you also work at Shoppers for a bit? I did. After. I can imagine that because when I first met you, I think you were still doing that. I enjoyed actually being a cashier. Um, so did I. Because you get to talk to people, right? And you get to meet And you go people. home and you don't have to worry about your true. job again until your next shift. True. true. That's a blessing that people don't 
often look at I was a head cashier there for like <gasps> a nanosecond mm. and then decided I was doing that as well as birth work <clears throat> and I decided yeah. that I either had to do one or the other like I either had to give this a hundred percent try and see if it worked or not so I quit shoppers dove into this and the rest is history yeah, um, here we are. but but yeah, I'd probably still be at the chemical company. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a job I necessarily enjoyed. There were some people there that were really nice, but I didn't necessarily enjoy all the people that were there. Um, it was very cliquey, which I don't. Most places are I, offices. I don't do well in that setting. Um, <laughs> do you flip the bird often? No, I usually just walk away and go, like, fuck, I don't have time to kiss anybody's ass. Mm -hmm. We're all here to do a job. I don't. We all have a role. Um, People were getting, it was, it got to the point where it was, um, uh, I was manager and decisions were being made by my boss and the people under me every time they went out for a smoke break, but I didn't smoke. And it's like, okay, guys, like, I get that this is happening, but I need to know what's happening. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. That's like, poor management. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. And we were having issues with uh, the daycare at the time with Thomas. And, uh, and I said, look, I said to my husband, I said, look, I can't do this anymore. I can't go out to work anymore while I'm sending him there. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how we're going to work it, but we need to figure out a way to work it. We're going to have a third kid anyways, so we need to work that out on how it's going to happen. So um, that's it. I'm done. So did you already know that you wanted to have a third kid when you had Thomas? So Thomas at this point was probably about two. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's when I said, we're done. Like, I can't do this anymore. So at that point, we had we had talked about it. Mm-hmm. We had certainly talked about having a third kid. Um, I think we probably, if I'd stayed at the chemical company. Different perspective. If we mm-hmm. stayed at the chemical company, we probably would have waited a little bit longer. Um, but I was kind of getting that itch that I wanted to have a third. So that's when I said, you know, look, we got to figure out how it works. Because I can't send him to that daycare anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm done. They had... Um, he was getting styes, you know, in her eye. Yeah. Yeah. So it got to the point where, um, they, it was a we watch. Oh yeah. I did we watch for a while. Yeah. So they had, um, the we watch. So it was like a home. Yes. Yeah. It was just down the street. The district manager Mm -hmm. called and uh, and said, you know, you're going to have to take your son to a doctor. There's something seriously wrong. Um, he keeps getting styes, blah, blah, blah. And he had one that was, like, super huge to the point where Paul took the day off and took him to sick kids because mm-hmm. we didn't know what else to do. And then doing more, we did all the things that we were supposed to do, and he was still getting them. And then doing a little Google search um, back then, 14 years ago, um, found that it was from, you know, unsanitary conditions. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, I know my house isn't, you know, super spotless, um, but... Nice, but not so filthy not that so your child's going to have, like, yeah. back-to-back infections. So, funnily enough, um, when I went on maternity leave, his size stopped happening. 
Interesting. He stayed home with me, and there he never had another sty in his whole life. But these people called me and made me feel like shit that yes. it was my that it was something I was doing, <clears throat> which I knew damn well it was not. But of course, as a new mom and as a mom, you know all this shit gets thrown on you, and you totally take it in. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my god, I'm a terrible mother. My kid is getting these things. He actually has a scar on his eye that you can well, see from the last from one, one the that he had. Ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like yeah, they get right in there. Yeah. So yeah, and then after that, when I went on maternity leave with him, I didn't keep sending him. I kept him home. Um, yeah, that was it. That was the last guy he ever had in his life. How ever. did you know you were done having kids? Uh, my ex-husband said we're not having any more kids. <laughs> did, would you have had more? Help? Yeah, I would have actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. No, he said that was it. I think because he was already in his head that he was on his way out, so ah. I don't think he wanted to pay for another kid. <laughs> See, this is like, um, I didn't know that about you, that you would have had other kids. I would have I would have absolutely had a four. Oh, okay. um, after Ali, Paul comes from four kids. Mm -hmm. um, there's four in his family. We only have two, and my mom's an only child. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I thought, yeah, you know, we could easily do this. Um, but yeah, no. You said no. Three was the top it. Yeah. What about Did you? Would you? You already know. I, totally I already have more kids. know. Like you totally <laughs> have. You'd have more now if yes, you could. I would. Yeah. If absolutely. you could wrangle your uterus into behaving, yeah. you would <laughs> do that it's thing. Not my uterus is Roger. He's like, um, you are being way too friendly. You are ovulating, and I will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if 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 my marriage was good and held together, mm -hmm. um. I probably would have had a sixth. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I. Now let me wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> back it up. Back it up. Back it up a little bit. Maybe because my fourth and fifth are so close together. Maybe if I'd had a, a two or three years, I would have said, "Yeah, let's do another one." But I always never wanted to have any kids past thirty-five. That was always this thing in my head that I didn't want to have any kids past 35, and that would have brought me. My last one was I was 33. Yeah, I was 34 when I was yeah. born. Yeah, and so I, that would have brought me past 35, and I would have been like, nope, I'm not. I don't want to have any more kids after that. And I think it's good, like with three. I mean, if my marriage had stayed together, this would have been a great time. You know, they're very self-sufficient. You know, they can stay home by themselves. You know, we could have done traveling and things like that. And that's sort of what I was shooting for. So having a third would have made that a little bit more complicated or delayed things a little bit longer. So I was actually okay with it. I mean, I was a little bit about not um, having a fourth, but whatever. It is what it is. Hindsight's mm -hmm. um, 2020. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. But I think... It's, I've got three amazing children, so I wouldn't want Yes, they're pretty cool. You're going to pine after some phantom some fourth phantom kid. kid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That exists in another dimension. Yep. In one of the other realities. Another world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the best TV show of all time in your mind? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Time to get my dress. That's a really good question. I am so TV addicted. <laughs> it could be a TV show from childhood. I really do miss, and I think about it all the time, I really do miss the original Law & Order. 
Yes! Fucking loved Law and Order. That See, combination. I'm a real murderino. With, I'm with, with Chris Knopf. Uh-huh. Yes. Chris or, back in the day. Is that the guy? Is that Big from Sex and the City? Yeah. Yes, Mr. Big. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him as anything else. Yeah, no. He was really good. Um, yeah, that's probably... That's probably my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I don't really watch, like everybody's going on about, oh, Big Bang Theory. Never watched an episode in my life. It's an excellent show. I don't really invest. You're not a sitcom person? I do. So there's a couple sitcoms that I really like, mm-hmm. um, but I don't like investing the time into a sitcom. Really? Yeah. A lot of sitcoms actually end up getting canceled. So oh. I don't tend to invest any time in sitcoms in the beginning. Um, but until they're all until they've got a good five years in or something. Yeah, but even seasons. then, yeah, but even then, I really prefer to put. I really prefer the way a show goes if it's an hour long sort of mm-hmm. procedural, uh, cop shows, um, mysteries, fantasy things like that. Beginning, middle, and end in yeah. an hour long show versus yeah. kind of an ongoing thing with yeah. a half hour sitcom. In fact, I don't like it when shows get personal with their characters. Like, I like Law & Order because it was about the story. It wasn't mm. about the characters and their love life and their children and their husband and da-da-da. I don't want that bullshit. I don't want to watch a story. Tell me how you're catching the killer. Yeah, I just, I want, let's get let's get to the killer part. That's right. What did you um, find? We once, need to know. Yeah. Just, I'm the exact opposite. Funny. <laughs> See, once they started doing that, like when they started to do that with Grey's Anatomy, I like Grey's Anatomy, yeah. but I'm sort of sick and tired of all their fucking relationship bullshit and all of that yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, okay, you're having sex in the on-call room. Okay, next, what about this guy with the giant tumor on his eye? <laughs> like, can we get back to that? That's why I liked Grey's, because it, I felt like it had a good blend of that. I found ER had a good blend of that back in the day. Remember yes, that? Yes. Like there was, it was balanced. But yes, Grey's Anatomy, which I only watched two of, and I found right out of the gate, it was like more about who's banging who and who's yes. Googling. Well, there There's was a lot of that. that because that is what gets the ratings. It's true. Right? It's yeah. true. Unfortunately, it's that sensational sex sells bullshit. Bones loved Bones. Never watched Bones. Gory watched as bones. all fuck. And I would like all about the crime, crime. all about yeah. everything. Not like, interested, which is exactly stuff. why I did not watch Bones. <laughs> Actually, Will watched Bones from the beginning. He found it online and or whatever and watched it from the beginning. And for a nanosecond there, wanted to be a forensic anthropologist. Hmm. I could totally see him doing that. Yes. Or, or a coroner. Mm-hmm. But he found out that he actually had to become a doctor first before becoming a coroner. Oh, is that true? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they're doctors. And he's like, fuck that um, shit. But he doesn't like people. So, um, <laughs> he only likes dead, the dead yeah. ones. The dead are not going to talk back and give him bullshit. Is he a funeral um, director? No. No, no, no. The director has yeah, no, a lot of talking to people yeah. as a funeral director. Yes, a funeral that. director. And you're not the mortician, the guy who does well, maybe the, the mortician actual. technique. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think his brain's worth more than that. Mm-hmm. Not that they're stupid, but I think he's got more on his. I think he's got more he can do. I never looked at TV that way before, like TV shows that focus on storyline and coming to a conclusion versus TV shows that 
have deep character development and so on. I never looked at it that way before. And I'm definitely a character yeah. developer. It depends person. on the characters. Like, like I like, well, no, it's not very character development either. But even no, I guess the original Law and Order, what they started with like hardcore crime, how it works, how departments work, like yeah. they, they slowly developed how things are solved yes. through it. And then what they started doing is throwing shade at someone's character, possible things, little things from the history. But then yeah. that built that character without creating like big drama. It just kind of gave yeah. you a hint into why yeah. they were gave, the way they were. They built in a little bit enough. more backstory. Yeah. Like right now, Law and Order SVU is starting to get more into that. I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't. Just go back. Rhyme. Yes. Drama solve, and then the order part. Yeah, like I just want the crime, how it was solved, and the case and the court, the court stuff. That's it. That's all I want from you people. Stop. Wow, that's a that you know. Now that I think about it, the only one sort of cop show, crime show that I loved, and it was because they had a a healthy dose of character relationship stuff was NYPD Blue. I don't, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I never watched NYPD that. Blue I loved, and they showed the relationships between the people in the show and the characters, and then when Bobby died, that was it. I was done. I was like, I can't watch the show anymore because Bobby's not there. Bobby died? I what? loved him. Jimmy Smith, who I love. Oh, yes. When Jimmy mm. Smith died, I was like, nope, can't do this anymore, and that, that broke me into pieces when he he died sort of unexpectedly in that whole, the whole like couple of episodes that dealt with that because I was so invested in those characters. And that, that is my judge of a TV show. Is but the thing is like blue bloods is like that. It's very character driven. Donnie Wahlberg. Exactly. <laughs> Never watched enough. <laughs> um, but it's not about the crime. It's a little bit about the crime. But, but it's, it's mostly, mostly character about directed. So yeah. don't suck. This is what I, I think this is what I hate. Don't suck me in with, with it a, being one way and, and then, then change, change it, it to something else. Yeah. Fucking keep that procedure the way <laughs> it's supposed to be. I watch Blue Bloods because it's character driven and Danny Wahlberg and Donnie, Donnie, whatever. Um, his name <laughs> on the show is Danny. Yes. Um, Law and Order is all about crime solving order. That's it. Don't fucking blend the two together. Don't, don't fuck with don't me. change it in any way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just do. Yeah. Ugh. Huh. Interesting. Well, that was a deep dive into. I watch too much TV. I have one more question from the 80s. Oh, shit. I don't even remember the 80s. <laughs> and I wasn't even high for the 80s. <laughs> you were high for the 90s. <laughs> Favorite more. 80s movie. 80s movie? Probably. Pretty in pink or... But that's immediately the one that came to mind. Actually, you know what? No. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club? Yeah. I'm going to go with Breakfast Club. Oh. Did you love me some Molly Ringwald? Yeah, I didn't see those. No? Nope, I didn't see... Um, I, I think I saw Sixteen Candles. I didn't like that one. Did I see Pink? I loved it. But I don't remember anything about it. I remember seeing St. Elmo's Fire. Is that the Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um... I did love John Cryer's ducky, though. Yes. <sighs> he can sing to me in his big ducky shoes anytime. Yeah. I don't know those people. My favorite 80s movies was just right, I think, 1989. It's not about you. <laughs> well. <laughs> Stop answering the question. Everybody's answering the hear question. What is it? This is no longer Everything Spotlight on Kim. This is Spotlight on everybody. Yeah, what's yours, then? 
it was 1989, The Color Purple. It's still my, it's my favorite, favorite movie, movie of all time. And it was, it barely scraped into the 80s. I remember bringing my, like, six-week-old baby <laughs> <laughs> and, and just, like, popped him on the boob. And he, there he stayed for three hours. Oh. I think we only ever, until I started babysitting and stuff and had money to go to a movie, um, it was only just if we were going as a family to a movie or if my aunt or yeah. someone was in town and made it a special thing. Because my yes. mom's not a movie person at all. Mm-hmm. But um, it is now. It's fucking 100 bucks to take your kids. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, E.T. I went to see oh, E.T. in the theater. Yeah, e. I've still never seen E.T. What? How do you not see what? E.T.? I was Are you even alive? Let's yeah. take her pulse. I've never seen E.T. Wow, really? I was, when we had, when Paul left and we were doing, um, to keep the kids sort of happy and occupied and whatnot on weekends, I would have a um, old old movie, so old for them, yeah. not so old for me, um, movie night. And one of the movies I was going to do was E.T. And fucking ex-husband showed it to them before that. Mm, fucking ex-husband. So, so I never, I never, still never seen it. So now on principle, <clears throat> I'm not going to see it. <laughs> ah, those damn principles. Mm-hmm. And then there were so many movies after E.T. that reminded me of E.T. Like, or Stranger Things reminds me of E.T. Yes! Yes, very, very the, late, the so. cinematography of it, everything. I think that's why it the holds whole the heart. Government strength. authorities chasing boys on bikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those BMX bikes. <laughs> that's E.T. Yeah. That's Government cover ups, you know, all of that. The movie oh, wow. I've probably watched 800,000 times. Don't judge me. Um, is uh, Pretty Woman? I'm gonna judge you. I'm gonna judge you. I'm gonna judge. Actually, I've never seen Pretty Woman. I've seen. I had the DVD around here somewhere. I've is only it? seen it a couple yeah. times. I used to every time. A couple of times is a lot of broke times. Broke up with a boyfriend. Every time I was just feeling sad and oh. depressed. Sit down with a tub of tub of Häagen-Dazs in in my basement. Uh, in my basement bedroom, I had a couch. My, the room I had was really big in the basement after my brother moved out. I moved down there. So it had a little living room area with a couch oh, and a TV. You had and like then, your um, own apartment. Yeah, basically. And on the other side was my bedroom, which was separated by the dresser and mm-hmm. an armoire. And on the dresser was a, a mini fridge. Ooh, you, yeah. you had your own apartment. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid. Heaven. I paid for it. I, my parents made me pay rent. Um, but, Yeah. So I would sit there with my telepaganas. One of the one of the memories I have of that room is actually just to change the subject was sitting there. I can't remember how old I was when it happened, but watching the Oklahoma City bombing mm-hmm. and sitting on that couch and watching the entire. I had must have had the day off work or something, and watching the whole day mm-hmm. the news and everything of everything that unfolded. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my breakup movie is Ghost. Not yeah. not breakup actually because it's about somebody dying. So I had had a very very close love of my life mm-hmm. die, and I stayed home that whole next day and watched Ghost over and over and over and over. Yeah. Probably not the healthiest thing to do. Um, everybody said, "Absolutely, do you, do you want to be alone?" I said yes, and so my mom took my kids and. I was alone in the apartment and just watched Ghost over and over, bawling. Still can't watch that movie without getting all those feelings again. Yeah, that was no, a, that no, was that's connected. a killer breakup movie. Yeah, truly, madly, deeply. That's another one. But somebody who dies. It's not a like a breakup movie. I can't think of a breakup movie. 
I have a migraine movie. Breakup a song. Migraine movie. Yes. When I get a migraine, I have one coming on. I take my required medications, get into bed, lay down, and I put Jurassic Park on in the background. Ah, uh, yes, you do watch that one a lot. Yes, oh, I don't no. even have, to, and that's it. I don't even have to watch it. I just I hear, hear it. it. It's white yeah. noise. Yeah, yeah, and so I can hear something. I can that's familiar. Yes, Jurassic I get that. Do you, Kim, have uh going to sleep sound or something like you're saying your migraine background noises? Dress park my going to sleep background noises. Friends on Netflix. I put friends on, and Netflix shuts it off. Yes. Right after a few episodes, Are you still there. Yes, <laughs> and if you're not there, then it just shuts it off. So I just put it on, and it puts me straight to sleep. No, what I, do you listen? I to? listen to the calm bedtime stories oh. every. Do you pay for that? Yes, I do. Because I keep listening to Stephen Fry over and over talking about the lavender fields, and I'm tired of it. No, <laughs> but I won't pay. Uh, it's only sixty bucks a year. Sixty bucks a year. It's five dollars a month. Okay. Um. Yeah, I will. And you have access to all those stories because I do scroll through them and think, oh, that would be nice. Every time they have a new one come on, I get giddy. Oh, I'm constantly walking through the lavender fields of Provence. That's what I started with. And then I was like, (laughs) you know what? Fuck it. I have a bit of money in my pocket. Let's just spend the $60. Just do it. And then I have it for a year. Yeah. I'll consider. Because I do like that app. I listen to it. Every goddamn night. night, every single night. Do you get? Do you ever get to the end of a story? Because I no, don't know what it's end. like to get I've to the end of the lavender fields of Provence. Because I've I don't never know heard the end of them. It works then. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes I'll wake up after it's over. Um, but they have a new thing now. Are you still awake? Listen to this one. So I'll push that one and listen to that one. Mm, nice. Yeah. Last night was one of those nights. I just kept waking up. Mm-hmm. As a nice little crossover in my teens and twenties with children and stuff, um, well, when they were a little bit older, we would go out to my sister and I would go out to the side we were sleeping on my mom's couch. Um, we slept on the couch, but our go to sleep music is because the go to sleep music was the beginning of Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Eleven p.m. A and E. We'd put mm-hmm. it on. Yeah. Dun dun. <laughs> yeah. Out we went. We were out like a light. We barely got. It's like a sedative. It was. As soon as the music would start, you know the 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 lead up. Yeah. And then the dun dun. I like. I could feel my shoulders drop three inches and out to sleep. My sister and I would go. Mm-hmm. That's um, And then even when we were when I guess I had kids, got married, all that, or didn't get married, but I uh, had a couple <laughs> kids. To be clear, called Alex my husband mm-hmm. and grew. Same thing. Go downstairs to the to the thing. Whichever baby was around was laying on top of me. Put it on. 11 p.m. A and E. Out I went. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yes. I Catch my children. Fuck it. They oh, to be my God. Oh, how did how your children not survive? die? This I'm was what t- year was this? Nineteen ninety. Started in well, I guess started with Kira ninety two. Xander ninety six. See, well, that's okay. Safety wasn't invented <laughs> until two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just very brand new invention. We're mm-hmm. only just learning the nuts and bolts of it now. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad at all. You didn't know. I didn't know. I that's slept okay. lying down with my baby sister in the back seat of a moving car. Yeah. So, all the time. All the time. Less people on the road. rolled around then. in the back of the station wagon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. My family piled, you know, like four, five, six of us in the back of the station wagon and drove to New York, one of those New York trips that yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. It was lovely and wonderful. But my mom had a, my mom had a red Ford Maverick. And. That's what I was going to ask you. First car. Talk, talk about Margaret's Mag- so Maverick. She had a Maverick. The story she tells of how she got that Maverick is hilarious. Um, 
She stole it. No, Margaret. It was sort of the no teeth, no baby kind of story. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> my dad, my dad, we, they only had one car and my mom has never been someone who hasn't been independent. Mm-hmm. And he came home after she had a day of, you know, again, being isolated at home with children. And she told him, we're going out right now. We're buying a fucking car and that's the end of it. And my dad stood there and went, okay. okay. <laughs> um, and they went to the, they went to the car lot and she pointed at a car and she said to the guy who was trying to talk to my dad and my dad goes, Oh, you don't talk to me. You want to talk, talk to, to her. her. <laughs> and he, he points down at this tiny little woman because my dad is like 5'11". Um, was he that tall? I yeah. picture Frank as a little wee guy too. No, no. I picture both your parents as sort of wee people. No, he was the shortest in okay. his family, but yeah, he was a big guy. Mm-hmm. Not towards the end, but mm-hmm. um, so yeah, he's like, no, you gotta talk to, to her. her. And she goes, I want that. What do you have in stock? Red? Great. We're going now. And that was the end of that. Mm. But in it, we had this car seat. And I don't even know how you can't even call it a car seat. It was a car chair. Mm-hmm. And it was I know like what you're talking tall, about. right? Yep. So yep. you would be almost above the the headrest. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man, if we were ever in an accident, you'd have been killed instantly. This what year was that? 71, 72, maybe? Oh, my God. Yeah, like I was little. They were just like spitting at safety in those days. Just oh, sort of like, hey. I'm not even. This was just so your kid could see they, above and look out the window. Yeah, safety was this wasn't about safety at all. No, it was about your yeah. vantage point. Yeah, because you weren't strapped in. The thing came oh. over mm-hmm. and you just sat in it so you could see out the window and be entertained. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sound out the uh, license plates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I used to have to, my brother told me, he's six years older than me, he had, he told me, you have to sit on mom's side so you can see the horses in the fields as we took road trips. And I'm going to sit on dad's side so I can see the trucks. Oh. So that's. Strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was really he the was reason probably why. why. He was yeah. just telling me where to fucking sit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, look at the horses. Ah, I'm mm-hmm. four years old. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so that is all about first Kim. car. Oh, yeah. What's your Oh, car? are we done? Oh, my first car. Done? My first official car really was um, my Honda. It was a Honda Accord. 1984. Mm-hmm. Red Honda Accord. It was my mom's old car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sold it. And the guy who bought it kept talking to Paul. And Paul's like, dude, man, mm-hmm. don't talk Not to me. Because I'm like, um, I'm, it's my fucking car. Yeah. So he was clearly someone who, you know, didn't talk to women mm-hmm. as human beings. Mm-hmm. In a so, business capacity. In a business capacity. New. Um, I didn't end up selling it to him, actually, because of that. Mm-hmm. Um. But ended up getting rid of it. I can't remember what happened to it. And then I bought, when Paul left the first time, I was left with no car. Oh, hell so, no. You want to leave? Leave on foot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I ended up going out and buying myself a car, my 1989 
Cavalier. Chevy Cavalier. Mm-hmm. Two-door. Yep. Fucking love that car. I can picture car. that car right now. I loved that car mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. But then when I had, we still had it when I had Will. And, uh, yeah, not good putting a baby in the back. No, two-seaters <laughs> just two-seaters don't. Two-seaters don't work. No, no. So we had to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a car accident with it while I was uh, driving to work one day. And I was pregnant, actually, uh, with Thomas. We bought another car to facilitate car seats. Um, yeah, and I was really scared. I think I was pregnant all like a nanosecond. So why I was so terrified by this small fender bed. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, but my baby. Meanwhile, he's the size of a grain of rice at this point. <laughs> it's like, no, it's fine. Stop being so overdramatic. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, accidents will do that though. Things, yeah, anything that reminds you that you're not in charge of this. That's right. Mm-hmm. My favorite car is probably my Highlander. Mm-hmm. 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 Which was my dad's car, mm-hmm. which I think, again, got in a car accident. I'm pretty sure it saved my life. Mm-hmm. I should have been killed. That mm-hmm. guy hit me so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so sad when it got written yes. off, and I had yes, to go. I remember that. I, I remember had to that. go pick up all the stuff from inside of it, and mm-hmm. I'm standing there in the back of this collision center with all these mechanics in there, and I'm, like, ugly crying there, and they're like, Jeez, are you okay? Like, you live. Like, no, but it's your dad's, dad's car, car. and your dad's not here. He already died. Yes. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So bad. That mm-hmm. will do it. I mm-hmm. missed that car. I have actually from that, um, in my car, I don't know if you guys have ever been in my car, um, a St. Christopher medal mm-hmm. pinned. It's been in every In one your of, car now? Yeah. I've been, been in your car lots of times. It's been in every one of my cars. Oh. It's pinned to the roof. St. Christopher is the, the patron, patron saint, saint of travelers. Of, okay. I remember that. Um, yeah. So it's been in every single one of the cars. Mm-hmm. And if it, in fact, if I forgot nothing when I went to go to the collision center to pick up my car, mm-hmm. that was what I was going home with, regardless of anything else that came home. Hmm. So, well. Because my dad gave that to my mom with her first car. Mm. You know, well, that shit. Yeah, my mom doesn't have any. The saints protecting her in her car. What? I know. How <laughs> Well, we are at one hour. This has been a deep dive into Kim, Kim. Um, Francis. Do we, we do have we have stories? Story? I wondered. This will be a total downer, but um, <laughs> total downer. Yeah. Just what we need. Yeah. <sighs> oh, by the way, this, is, whatever, a, this, this is a downer. We do not have any donuts today. It's a non-donut. It's a non-donut day. Yes. Um. Is this like another five-pager? No, no, no. This is only a couple pages. Ooh. It's only one page, actually. Oh, that's one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, no donuts today because I'm trying to be good and, and keep my A1C numbers in check. I go to the doctor on August the 1st, and I, I need to show up for that appointment, and donuts just don't help me do that. No. And you're And you're eating. Yes, working with my Except for your coffee and... Uh, oh, sorry, Lisa, did I out you? <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Doing an autoimmune protocol. So, no, with the exception of this coffee today. No coffee and dairy, with the exception of this coffee. But I've had no fucking cheese. I've, like, yeah. everything has been clean food, like, no cheese. Can we say no cheese again? Yes. Um, like, I love cheese. Like, even I, just I love a little donuts. bit. And no, so do, no nut, no I love donuts. chips. No, I love chips. 
And did we talk about chocolate at the beginning of this episode? Or what? That's because we had no donuts. We That's why we went off into the chocolate tangent. Yeah. Oh, no dear. Mm-hmm. I'll start to stuff. 90 days. So 90 days of clean shit. 90 days? 90 right? days. Right? I thought it was 30. Then she said it was 90. I'm like, wow. This ain't no whole 30 shit. No, man. This I is confirmed this with Lisa last night. Mm-hmm. When I say Lisa, I'm referring to Dr. Doran from Barefoot Health. If you all need to get your collective Dr. shit Lisa together. Dr. Lisa Doran. Go fabulous. Check her out. Wonderful. Amazing. Uh, but 90 days is a long time. 90 days is a long time. Yeah. We'll see what it is. Three times the torture of 30 days. Yes. But we'll see how my endo and adeno goes and see what the inflammation looks like. And cool. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm not on any sort of eating thing. So I, we could have, she could have brought you one donut. Brought one for me. I guess standing yeah. in line at that bakery was not worth it for one measly donut. <laughs> they would know that there's the desperate woman who always buys donuts on Thursdays. <laughs> Why is she always standing <laughs> All right, let's okay. hear a story about a birth from who forgot. This is from a friend of mine, Tara. She is an old. She is an old. She's uh, she's a doula. Um, she, I don't. She's not a doula anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe she actually owns a uh, secondhand uh, wedding gown shop. Oh, um, called nice. Gown Gown Ground. I'll have to look it up. Um, where she? Where is she? Located? She's in uh, the West End. Actually, she's out in the West End. West End of Toronto. People. Yes. For um, those of you living in other countries. Gown go round. Gown go. Oh, that's what it says. Gown go round. Um. Yeah. So she is. Yeah. Gowngoround.com. So if you're looking for a you're gown, for, yeah, a wedding gown, they're quite lovely actually. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so it's not like buying a gown in Value Village. This is like an actual wedding mm-hmm. gown shop that they are previously used, mm-hmm. previously worn. Mm-hmm. All right. So it says, "Hi, ladies. Love the podcast. Even though I do not uh, active doula anymore, since my life took another turn when another career opportunity presented itself, I still I'm still always be a doula at heart. Mm-hmm. Your podcast lets me feel connected to the birthing world in a small way, and I'm really enjoying that. I've been thinking of sending my birth stories for a while, but just haven't taken the time to sit down and write them. I just listened to your latest podcast where Suzanne told her last birth story, and since you're now out of your own birth stories, I thought I would send mine in now. Mm-hmm. I've never written them out before, so here goes nothing. Uh, trigger warning in case anybody, um, this does have to do with pregnancy loss. Um, I feel like each pregnancy and birth experience affected and shaped the next, so I'm going to start from the beginning. My husband and I married fairly young. I was 21. He was 22. We got married in 1997. After about a year, we bought our first house, a teeny tiny little fixer-upper in a small town we both grew up in. We worked on fixing up the house for a few months, and when I finally got to the point where I was looking and feeling like a home, where it was looking and feeling like a home, we decided we were ready to start a family. We talked about trying to get pregnant. I went off the pill and started taking folic acid. And I think the first time we tried, I got pregnant in there. Um, When I peed on the stick and saw the little plus sign, I was ecstatic. I had wanted to be a mom all my life. When I was little, when people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I always said a mommy. Oh, that's so cute. My husband was actually out of town, somewhere in the U.S., for work that week, so I told him the news over the phone that night. He was actually shocked. I guess he just figured it would take more than one try. (laughs) I had kind of hoped that he would be more excited, but I think his initial reaction was more sheer terror. He, (laughs) He... 
pro oh he processed it through sorry it's so wrong he processed it through uh he processed it though and before coming home went out and bought a classic Pooh Steffi, Winnie the Pooh, uh, for our baby and gave it to me when I picked him up at the airport. Over the next few months or so, we told our family and close friends in the news, and they were equally excited. This was to be my parents' first grandchild. Besides really tender breasts, I felt great. Then one day, I went to the bathroom and noticed I was spotting. I called my wonderful family doctor, who back then was still catching her patient's babies. I told her I was bleeding, and she said it would be nothing. Uh, she said it could be nothing, but booked me for an ultrasound in a few days. She said to call her right away if the bleeding got worse or anything changed. The spotting was pretty light over the next few days, but it didn't stop. I did my best to go about business as usual, as advised by my doctor. I even coached figure skating. She actually figure skates, I think, still, too. Yeah. Uh, have you seen her post? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Tara! Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. In a big group of people. It's amazing. Yes. Um, anyway, so... Hi, Tara. I didn't know it was you. Okay. Sorry, I thought it was just some, some other random I thought Tara. she was just my friend. Um, my husband drove me to the ultrasound clinic, and we waited together for them to call me in. It was my first ultrasound, and my bladder was bursting from drinking all the water they tell you to drink. Mm -hmm. I hate that. <clears throat> I remember being in agony. They finally called my name, and we got up to go in, but they quickly told my husband he couldn't come in and showed him where to wait. I protested a bit, saying I wanted him with me, but they said no. And if I didn't get in there soon, I was totally going to piss myself. So <laughs> I decided not to fight them. Sure enough, once I got in the room, the technician started the ultrasound and said, Oh, your bladder's too full. Oh, my God. I fucking, hate, I that. fucking hate that. Oh, my God. Can you go and just pee out a little? Like, where they give you a cup. Can you just take this much out? You're like, are you fucking kidding me? Once that floodgate opens, man... Yeah. Anyways, go into the bathroom and pee out a little, um, but not too much, then come back. Oh, my God. That was difficult, to say the least, but I managed and felt a bit better. Then I went in, and the technician got to work. She was very quiet for several minutes, and then she said, I'm going to see if the radiologist can come in and have a look. I immediately started to cry, as I knew this couldn't be good. The radiologist came in and told me, I'm sorry, but we can't find a heartbeat. Mm. It looks like you are having a miscarriage. I was crying uncontrollably at this point. The radiologist said he could, uh, he would go get my husband. A couple of minutes later, my husband came in and I just cried and cried while he held me. I couldn't even manage to say a word and all I could do was sob. After a few minutes, the ultrasound tech came in and said that they had called my family doctor and she had told us to come straight over. We got into the car and there without saying a word to, uh, we drove there without saying a word to each other. I just cried the whole way. As soon as we got to my doctor's office, they took us right in, and my doctor came in the room a minute or two later and said, I'm sorry, you've lost your baby. That was the first time my husband heard the words, as no one had told him at the ultrasound clinic. They just said, you can go in now, and he came in to find me bawling. He was pretty sure that I was having a miscarriage, but no one had actually told him. My family doctor was amazing. She said all the right things and let me calm down before discussing the next steps. She said that we could wait for nature to take its course, or I could go to the hospital and have a DNC. At that point, all I could think of, all I could think about was that my dead baby was still inside me and I wanted it out. Mm. I think I said something like, just get it out. And so my doctor made some calls and sent me straight over to the ER. We went to the ER where I was met with not one, but two of my friend's moms, who I grew up with, who just happened to be ER nurses, and they took amazing care of me. 
I was pretty much cried out and just numb by then, but it was nice to see such lovely familiar faces. They put us in a private cubicle and we waited for at least a couple hours until I was able to go in and have the DNC. I've never had any kind of surgery or been under any anesthesia before, so I was a little nervous about that. The procedure went well, and I was soon drinking a cup of tea and eating a cookie in recovery. We went home, and my mom and mother-in-law came, both came over. After a few hugs, they tucked me into bed, and I said I just wanted to be alone. My husband wasn't sure what to do, so I think he ended up going outside to cut the lawn. I remember laying in bed wishing I could sleep and just forget, but I was too wide awake. I had said I wanted to be left alone, but I really didn't. I just didn't want to talk about it. I wanted my husband to just curl up beside me and hold me, but I had already sent him away, so I just lied there grieving. In the next few weeks, we tried to get back to our normal routine and decided to plan a trip to Hawaii for our second anniversary since we had been gifted enough air miles to fly there as a wedding gift, but hadn't been able to use any of them. We didn't have a honeymoon, so this was going to be a belated honeymoon, and we thought if all went well, we could try again to get pregnant in Hawaii. This gave me something to focus on and plan to take my mind off the miscarriage, and it helped. So that is the story of my first pregnancy and birth. It was the greatest loss I've ever felt, and I've been mm -hmm. fortunate enough not to lose anyone really close to me so far in my life. I know this probably isn't the kind of birth story you were expecting, but it definitely affected and shaped my other birth experiences, so I thought it would be best to start there. I will send my next two birth stories, which ended in a lot in the live birth of my two children. So happier stories soon. All the best. So thank you, Tara. Thank, thank you so much for sending that and for writing it out and and you know sharing your loss with us. We yes. really really appreciate it. And I mean, I have not experienced a miscarriage, but I've oh, had a neither. miscarriage threatened and. Um, I remember that fear. Yes. I remember spotting in the beginning of my pregnancy with Will, and Paul wasn't home. He had gone on a business trip or something somewhere. I can't remember where the hell it was. Um, and when you go, when you're that early, they're like, no. Nope. And it was the weekend, so no ultrasounds on the weekends. Mm. Like, okay, so what now? And they're like, just wait. Went home when I called my mom. She's like, "You got to elevate your hips." So I remember lying on the bed, or lying on the Maureen floor. The, not Maureen. Maggie. Maggie has all the answers. I remember lying on the floor with my legs in the air, um, practically folded in two, thinking that somehow this would save things. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was actually miscarrying. I think it was just sort of that implantation bleeding um, that sometimes happens, but. It was not, I was not in a good place. I was really quite devastated. And not having my husband with me at the time was quite distressing for me. But, again, women are amazing and we just do what we have to do. Yeah. So, so you can send us any kind of stories you want. We will gladly share these stories. Um, your stories can be about birth. Your stories can be about loss. Your stories can be about becoming a doula, any yeah. doula stories that you have, you can email us questions. Your you favorite do, TV show. Yeah, we want to know it. We want to know it all. Yes. Um, just let us know. 
Thanks for listening. You can email us at thepragmaticdoulas at gmail.com. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe and tell a friend. And we will get back next week with some more birth stuff, not just talking about us. Yes. So hang in there. Have a good week. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you.